Hello everyone! Welcome to One More Prime, the Transformers Watch Along. I am Mike Schwartz, someone who's been waiting for a certain murderous good guy's doll to show up. Eh. I am joined by my kids, Emmett and Elsa. Hello! Hi! Who had to endure my constant ramblings in the month of August as I watched a Chucky series in its entirety. I haven't watched a TV show yet. Maybe we can make a spin-off podcast about it. No! We are watching Child's Play, episode 30 of season 2. There's not a ton to talk about up front with this episode, except to say I'm sure this is one of the more divisive episodes of season 2, and if you've been listening to the show, you know I thrive on these kind of episodes. I'm all for stretching out, pushing boundaries, taking chances. Go too far? Not your thing? That's okay. There's 48 more episodes of this season for you to enjoy. When it comes to episodes like Child's Play, we want to hear your opinion. Send us an email at onemoreprimepod at gmail.com. You know, kids, this is very much like the movie Seed of Chucky. Some detest it for its overreaching camp, divorcing it from the horror roots of the franchise. Others find it as a genre-bending farce that deftly blends humor and horror while broaching topics like gender fluidity at a time where horror movies were descending into sordid, brutal affairs like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies or the Saw franchise. Dad, you're talking about Chucky again. Hey, now you know how it feels when you start rambling around Amphibia. By the way, I have two episodes to go. Well, Anne and Sasha rescue Marcy from the clutches of the that court. Spoilers. Sto- spoilers. No spoilers. Sorry. Written by Beth Bornstein and airing on November 7th, 1985. This is Child's Play. Okay. Here we are, kids. We're going to talk about Child's Play. Oh, we've been foreshadowing this episode for so long. Yes. Uh, We begin in a baseball stadium. It's been a while since we watched this, but I think this is one of the best intros of a Transformers episode. This scene is great. The Decepticons have built a space bridge in the outfield of a baseball stadium, but the stadium is packed. It's full. So, like, I don't know, did they just kind of lower the space bridge from the sky? Did they build it? Did they, like, did they just bring in a bunch of pieces and put it together? Did they, like, everyone's watching and taking pictures? Did they, like, build it overnight and then everyone filed in? Like, hey, well, what is this? I don't know, but everyone's at their positions for the baseball. I know. Everyone's in, everyone, all the players are in uniform. Uh, The the, the crowd is, is filled, like... I, so. I don't I don't know what happened and <laughs> it's completely off screen you just hear this voice and he's shouting like I love as, him as general manager of this stadium we respectfully request you let us play ball amazing. not baseball just ball yeah just play ball amazing I love that line so much I know I know it, and <laughs> Megatron and the stuff that guns are standing on the space bridge like no <laughs> and then it <laughs> no. just gets crazier. Thrust fills his uh, arm cannon with baseballs and starts firing at the players. And then the, the players actually they try, try to retaliate. They try to. They actually try to hit him. Oh, one tries to hit it, and one breaks his bat. <laughs> and the third one, they uh, try get to a catch hole. it. They try to catch it, and they get a hole punch through. Their glove and through the hole you can see them wiggling. Their yeah, he two wiggles fingers. his fingers. It's Wait, okay. It's okay. I don't know how that would happen because where they projectiled it, it would you know rip his fingers off. <laughs> Maybe that was like a note from the sensors. Like we can't let kids think that his hand got blown off. So we're just gonna make sure that they know 
that he has very good at reflexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the scoreboard gets shot and it collapses. Now, people aren't there. Well, yeah, yeah. The background doesn't show any people, so hopefully they evacuate. It also explodes with flames. Like, what, what kind of gasoline yeah. is powering that? I know. It's one of those old gas powered scoreboards. No, no, no. They're all oil lanterns yeah. <laughs> instead of the lights and people. And there's just a person up there that had to <laughs> blow them all out and then light them with a match. Soundwave just chucks a player. This episode it is a Toei episode, but um, which is the good the, company, right? Good but stuff. This has some of the more infamous animation errors of of the series. It, this felt like a oh wait wait we were supposed to make this episode. It okay. looks like they were on crunch time with this one. I, that that's my guess. But we see that more at the end. Yeah, Ravage is chasing a guy, and, and the guy's, like, just perfectly running around the bases. He's not just, like, running for his life. He's still... Home run! Yeah, it's yeah. Instinct. And there's this really awesome shot of Starscream kind of swooping in front of the camera. And Picking look at this guy. two people. Look at this guy cowering down <laughs> in the bleachers. Yeah, it, it's so chaotic. Yeah, he picks up people on the wings. There's also a girl running away in a very fancy dress for a baseball game. I don't understand that. So then the Autobots show up. In my notes, I, I wrote that this is very much like the Great Muppet Caper, where there's just bodies flying all over the place. Like the Great Muppet Caper, it's the movie where they just threw Muppets ar- across the screen more than any other movie. Well, the humans are falling, and Inferno has this kind of net that it, comes out of nowhere. It is the funniest thing I've seen, because they keep bouncing, but it just it's unexpected. It's like, oh, yeah, Inferno, he's a rescue bot. What, what is he going to do? Just from... The ladder just weep. Just comes out of nowhere, yeah. But it's my guy Inferno, so no one can be mad mm-hmm. at him. Transformers being tossed all over the place. Braun throws, Braun. A, throws sound wave like King Bowser. I love it when the tiny boys are the strong boys. Is that on Mm-hmm. And then uh, Thrust still has baseballs in his cannons, and then uh, Bumblebee has a bat, and he goes to the home plate and just starts taking <laughs> swings. I, Bumblebee's a lefty. <laughs> And he's actually and he's good hitting at him. it. Yeah. And then Thrust fires a missile, and then Optimus steps in front and punches the no! missile back at him. It, it didn't even rotate at all. It just went, you know what? Let's do that. Not right. my sweet boy. Ironhide breaks off some lights and bashes them. Optimus tackles Megatron and Starscream flying into the space bridge. With a tiny bumblebee. But then Optimus just throws Megatron out of the space bridge. Awesome throw. And he bla- yeah, blasts off cool like pose. Team Rocket. Oh, so much of this. Yeah. And then and then Perceptor's here. Perceptor and Trailbreaker. Do we ever see Trailbreaker again? Maybe when they leave. Yeah, he's he's in he's just kind of standing behind everyone. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't so, talk. He doesn't have any lines. Perceptor's trying to figure out how the space bridge works, but then Megatron just blows up the machine. <laughs> Trailbreaker's oh. always the background character. Yeah. yeah. Perceptor gets uh, flung in. Yeah, more he flies. Megatron flies backward. I don't know why. He's unconscious with his mouth open while the space bridge activates. So they had a stash of Energon cubes. I guess they built it in the the middle of the baseball stadium to transport that back to Cybertron. Is that what they were doing? Maybe. Okay. I just imagine Shockwave just waiting for the Energon cubes and they just never come. I'm thirsty. (laughs) Give well, me juice box. We don't see Shockwave because they do not go to Cybertron. They they fly into the Doctor Who credits for a minute. And 
Oh, sorry. I'd like to mention that Megatron was not concerned that all the Autobots and Decepticons were gone. He was like, my Energon cubes! Yes. And then just kind of like, oh well, they're dead. We have a limited team of Autobots and Decepticons, and they are in this, uh, not Cybertron, it's a whole other planet that we, to my knowledge, will never see again? I looked it up. Uh, but things are already kind of freaky. There's a giant jack-in-the-box <gasps> um, Starscream shoots at. Then there's uh, rubber Ran- balls. Randomly bouncing. Yep. And yeah, this, they just start this moving. This is really funny. They squash Starscream, and Chris Lotta, the voice actor, he, he should have earned a bonus with this episode because he just screams constantly. And then Perceptor is just like, interesting, it's rubber. And yeah. Starscream, get it off of me! <laughs> well... Well, what? Get this thing off of me! And then there's a weird space cat that... Which is kind of cute. We're noticing, though, that everything is larger in scale to the Transformers. They seem to be small. They seem to be toy-sized. Yes. Magic square-sized, if you will. Yeah, this cat is chasing Soundwave, uh, running toward the camera. So it's kind of like a space cat, almost like the cat from Voltron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thrust falls into what looks like a um, an aquarium with a giant piranha. Kind of, pir- yeah, like piranha anglerfish thing. There's always a bigger fish, and the color does change from the first scene to the next. Yeah, and then Ravage gets caught in some kind of weird furry snake plant. Don't worry, it's just grass. Yeah, when, at, as we see later. Mm-hmm. At first I thought it was a carpet, like Ravage, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so so then, this is another Grumpy Optimus episode. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah, kind of. Where uh, he he just says, well, let's just load up the Energon and leave. And then Starscream's still under the ball. <laughs> Help me! Saying, don't, don't leave me. And uh, the Autobots, is, they, they just bounce. Even Perceptor takes off. Not, in his, not in his tank mode, but as a, as a microscope. Just drives away. I yeah. always forget that the microscope has wheels. Yeah, I don't think the animators knew of that. So they, they're just like, well, he's a microscope. Well, he's, he's got to drive somehow. We ma- then we make a quick cut back to the baseball stadium where the remaining Autobots run away and the space bridge explodes, but we, we don't see it. They just turn around, Wheeljack and Ironhide. Um, they just say, there she blows. And then Ironhide takes command. And uh, Well, they're gone. Yeah, they just order <laughs> them guys, to go. Have a budget. Yeah, right. And it was very low. Yeah. Like, wow, look at that big, big explosion. It's the greatest explosion I've ever seen. Off Ram. camera. Glad we're facing towards it. So we go back to the strange, mysterious planet. And um, there's like this, it looks like this fortress. It's empty. Yeah, yeah. They find the Energon cubes. I think viewers are putting two and two together. This is some sort of play set. And then we cut back to Starscream, still trapped under the rubber ball. And a weird three-fingered hand reaches toward him. And we cut to commercial one. And this was just coincidental, but at school, I was reading about... Just a little paragraph about someone who had two fingers and a thumb playing the piano. Oh. And then I watched this and I was just like, oh, coincidental. Was it about this character? This new character we're about to meet? Named? This is Aaron. (laughs) Meet Aaron, everybody. (laughs) Which, 
Uh, Funny well, name. We, we don't see him yet. He's a, still a green hand, and he's he's plucking all the Decepticons out of their various um, areas of peril, and drops them in a fishbowl. And then or a candy bowl. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not a fishbowl because they have an aquarium. Odd that Ravage hovers in midair. But that now we see. So Aaron is clearly an alien. Child. An alien child with green skin, antennas, kind of bushy brown hair, uh, big... Socks. Big yellow eyes, kind of a... He kind of looks like the Green Goblin yeah. with a wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like just the... realized that. And socks that he can throw. Don't tell Harry. <laughs> Gotta be Spider-Man. Gotta be Optimus. Well, uh, so uh, um, his cat's name is Nitro. He's so cute. And uh, and Nitro discovers the Autobots. They're they're still in the the playset. And yeah, Aaron throws his sock at Nitro. And thinking about how mm, light a sock is. Well, I was going to talk about the quality of the episode. Uh, An episode with many technical issues to begin with it seems like throwing a sock and then having the character not have the sock from shot to shot would be um a continuity challenge it's very good it's like the golden lagoon how beachcomber had his gold hand they mostly get it i mean there are a few shots where his socks back on his foot but that's that's it's a little detail that i appreciate and they mostly get it throws thrust against the wall yeah thrust shoots him in the hand he throws thrust at the wall I like how Thrust, he just goes, I've had enough of this! And he transforms and tries to fly out the window. Aaron has a butterfly net. It, one of those Japanese bug nets that they use to catch beetles, which... Yes! I, I want to try that. I yes. want to go to Japan and be fascinated with beetles, because they're one of my favorite insects. You can do it with cicadas sure. in Michigan. You know, you have to wait a while, but... Yeah, only 16 more years to go, kids. Yeah. Well, with those kind of cicadas. Yeah. Uh... Well, okay. Here, here's something with with this, like the butterfly net and the fishbowl, and we'll later see um, a pencil. Hear them mention fire engine bottles. Like this is supposed to be a strange alien world, but but there's a lot of very very common Earth items. My building set. Yeah, but your Lego. I mean, later on we'll see Perceptor fighting with a pencil. A pencil. Like, that does not scream alien, strange alien world. It's just an oddity. He has curtains in his room. Like, <laughs> I, I think maybe they reuse some backgrounds, yes, especially a little later definitely. in the episode. Beside Nitro, we meet Aaron's other pet. This is Booper. <laughs> and Booper seems to be a mouse with an elephant head. So cute. Uh, Ravage, he puts Ravage into his cage, and then Ravage... Like the good cat he is, immediately goes like to the hamster wheel and it just starts, and then is chased by a Booper. Booper <laughs> runs with him. It reminds me of the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons episode where, like, oh, Itchy and Scratchy are pets now. And gets in the hamster Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Aaron, with these newfound toys, he basically captures them all and he puts Soundwave in a box, a nice, like, cat box. Polka dotted. Yeah, polka dot hat box. But Starscream has not been captured yet. He finds the Autobots in the toy building again. 
uh, with the energon cubes. But she fires that, but they didn't quite explode. There's a fire. Oh, no. And Inferno's just like, okay, I got this, guys. Yeah. I'm oh, in no. this, I'm There's in this episode. I'm contractually obligated to put out at least one fire per episode. <laughs> That's just my thing. Yeah. He's trampling nuts. That's yeah. what I do. It's his thing. Starscream, he kind of shambles out, and then Aaron puts him in another box. In the, and this is where... Um, Optimus and the Autobots introduce themselves to Aaron. And, you know, one can't help but wonder that this just seems to be a toy commercial for Transformer toys. <laughs> it is. Like, you want to be like Aaron, little boy? Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> watch this, this episode and you will see what your toys think of you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Wait, why did they hate of, me? <laughs> it is kind of a proto Toy Story too, in a in a way. <gasps> now that I think, now that you said that, yeah. Also, I just like to mention that Smokescreen was not introduced by Optimus. No, with his cool uh, tail flap and all, because I like how Smokescreen is, is designed different than all the Fair Lady Z's. Mm -hmm. He has the back flap and chin. But he's just kind of forgot about. Yeah. Know. He makes friends with the Autobots. All the Decepticons are put away. But then uh, his parents come in. And his parents, his dad has a mustache. And his mom has long hair and Very lip low lipstick. lips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very low mouth. Yeah, they come in and they say, that, like, is there a fire, little yeah. Aaron boy? Are you playing with fire, boy? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just your typical sitcom parents. Hand it over, son. Yeah. Out, bit me. Right. And then, um, you know, the, the Decepticons are causing problems with the parents, but he has <laughs> back in a box. But then uh, Aaron puts the Autobots into a drawer to um, avoid being caught because those are the good ones. But uh, his parents have had enough of them because, uh, you know, they're causing trouble. They're, they're shooting. They seem to be living sentient beings of some sort. And his, uh, his dad has the idea to call the authorities. Well, once Nitro finds the Autobots where Aaron hid them. Right. Yeah, Nitro being a typical cat kind of is pawing at the drawer where the Autobots are. And, uh, yeah, then um, his dad calls the authorities who show up right away. And, uh, Hello. <laughs> Do strange tiny things appear all the time? Because it seems like an instant thing to say, well, going to the authorities. Right. Yeah. Like they, they don't say um, like the, the police or scientists, but they, they seem to be readily available. And then they pull out a buzzsaw and they're like, the only thing we can do is dissect them. Uh, oh, one more quick note because that leads us into commercial two, is that we head back to the Ark, and who do we see for the first time since the Autobot run? Our buddy Chip. Hello, Chip. Chip. Yep. How you doing? He's only in this one scene, I believe, and yeah. he's, he's working on Teletran 1. Without blue eyes. He's reaching out to Cybertron, and Cybertron is not reporting that the Autobots uh, arrive there. I don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're just asking... Uh, Shockwave, if they've seen the Autobots, he's just like, no, of course well, not, Well, yeah, they dummy. don't say who they're trying to talk to, because in theory, would, wouldn't there be... Alpha Trion. Okay. Well, female Autobots. 
As you know what? Well, we don't know about those yet. Maybe we'll learn about them in a week or two, Emmett. So we head back to the planet, and yeah, we, we go to Commercial 2 with the authorities, with their green hats and their, their, their beards, uh, raising a buzzsaw. Because we dissecting them is the only way to find out what makes them tick. And now we head back into Segment 3, and here's where things get a little crazy. Before being dissected, uh, Aaron steals away with the Autobots. Not the Decepticons, just the Autobots. Yeah. Duh. Uh, r- runs outside and, and um, you know, avoids the authorities. He hides behind a spruce tree? Space bush. Space bush, sure. <laughs> Space bush. And then we see another kid, and with the very alien name of... Marty. Marty. Uh, Marty. Oh, Doc. Yeah, Marty is kind of the jerk kid. He has this weird sort of um, like ice cream stick. Looks kind of look like um, it looks like boba tea, but frozen. <laughs> I was thinking mint chocolate chip. Mint well, chocolate chip, ice cream on a. It looks like fried butter on a stick, but bo- boba pearls and mint ice cream. I love boba tea. Yeah, um, but he he's he's bullying poor Aaron. And uh, he's trying to find out what's in the box, but he he throws the Autobots into a nearby garbage can. Bumblebee's covered with um, the boba mint. Yeah, there's a lot of it left. Why didn't he eat it? Or is it so? Because he's a jerk. He's he's a jerk that always has a sucker in his mouth. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Even after it's dissolved, he just has the stick in his mouth. Like, are you smoking? Pulls it out. And um, let me. We go back to the the lab, and uh, the Decepticons are pinned down to the table, kind of like like butterflies. Space butterflies, like butterflies yeah. being impaled. Yeah, but Ravage breaks free and frees the rest of them with his uh, hip lasers. <laughs> Why not earlier? I didn't mm-hmm. notice that it was from his hip, and I thought it was from his nose. Like, and I turned to Emma <laughs> when I was watching it, and they're like, "Why does Ravage have nose lasers all of a sudden?" And then I looked at his hips. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't use them very often, but in this time I mean, of they need. look more like rockets. They shoot. Work. They, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah d- didn't he shoot one after a, uh, a big cat sh- of the jungle? Yes. Yeah. When he was fighting the uh, like the the leopard. Yeah, they sure would come in handy chasing Spike. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> heat seeking missiles. No, Spike seeking missiles. <laughs> 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 so Aaron pulls the Autobots out of the trash can and the Autobots are like, you know what? We, we really got to get back to Earth. And he's like, what's Earth? And then they have this whole astronomy lesson. But basically, they think they, they may have their ticket out of here by using his telescope. And we'll kind of get to the whole um, engineering plan. And Percepto, what's the science behind that? It, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But I want to point out this one shot. There are some layer issues in a lot of this episode, what we're looking, this is uh, time code 15 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, the Decepticons are flying in the air. Uh, Ravage seems to be <laughs> running. Shouldn't he be up in Soundwave's chest? No, he's, he should be, but he's, he's running in the air as if he were running on the ground. And then if you look at Starscream, his helmet and nose are kind of over his blaster. And it looks like he just has a, a, a giant you know, gun mouth or something. He looks like Nezuko from Demon Slayer, honestly. (laughs) It's a little weird and unfortunate. If you take away the other half of the gun, he looks like he has a Wiimote for a face. (laughs) 
Yes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the authorities catch up with, with Aaron and he hides the Autobots once again. Who are like microscopic. Yeah. Now they're like specks of dust. Yeah. And, it, uh, and the Decepticons follow them. And this time they go into a sewer, a very earth New York looking sewer. I'm sure they recycled Crocodiles and some... everything. Well, rats and everything. Yes. There's this really weird kick that Starscream makes. It looks like. His, his leg went leg just out, appears out of nowhere. It, yeah. It's just a portal. Yeah. It's just <laughs> a portal with a leg that he was just standing still, and then it just popped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Stomped on Optimus. And then Inferno is just like, I'll kill you, Starscream, and yeah. fires a yeah. missile at him. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more throwing, more flying uh, Decepticons. Optimus twirls Ravage, throws him at a wall. And yeah, this is where they, they kind of have a have a battle we see very earth-like glass bottles this is where perceptors fighting with just a regular number two pencil (laughs) soundwave has a looks like a stretched up paper clip maybe there's uh soup cans again not very alien looking oh and perceptor said the pen is mightier than the staff soundwave Mm -hmm. and then Soundwave is like oh yeah and breaks the pencil Retreat! Another unfortunate layer. Uh, the water is completely missing. It's just floating waves. Yeah, the w- yeah weird. the the tops of the waves are there, but not the entire entirety of the water. Wait, and, what, and, what and are those stationary? Ca- yeah, what are those called again? The tops of the waves, aren't they like crests? I say rind. White caps. <laughs> rind. <laughs> <laughs> I no, was like, it's some kind of weird name, like Rhine. That's the stuff on the watermelon. I know. The Decepticons flee, and the Autobots get into a teacup, <laughs> like a like a Disney World it's ride. It's like a little teacup ride. And they get taken away by the water, and Whee! they get kind of flushed out out of the sewer onto a rock. Well, very, that was very fun. bizarre scene. Let's go to Aaron's house. Right. They were running away from Aaron's house, but now they got to go back to Aaron's house. Well, Aaron was taking them back because he has the idea of how to get them home. Aaron's parents are just like, okay, no more mischief. You better not have any more robots in your house. Okay, good night, son. Yeah. The father touched him with his lips. Not a kiss. Just just touched him with his lips. Oh, look. Look, now in this shot, sorry everybody, uh, time code 18 minutes 45 seconds. The layering's correct now. See with Soundwave with, with his gun back here? Uh, Starscream? And you actually see, Starscream? Why do I keep <laughs> getting it wrong? You see Starscream's uh, face in its entirety and his uh, cannon and arm are properly layered. Could have just used the same shot. Optimus says, here kitty kitty. There's no sky or floor. <laughs> well... Well, the Autobots are just there, and then Nitro walks by without any of them on his back. So, hello. Then so, here we get to a bunch of accidents. Yeah. Well, first the Autobots get back to Aaron's room, and Perceptor has this idea. Okay, so Perceptor's light cannon, his 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 shoulder-mounted cannon, he's gonna use that to charge the Energon. The Energon will power his light cannon, which will power the telescope which will create a light beam which they can ride on which will take them back to earth is that is that right did i I have that right i don't know i i believe so it just seems like it just seems it's a stretch uh, 
well, it's stretching all the way from this planet to Earth, but it seems like a spout of water. They're they're mm-hmm. on it, and then when they get on it, it activates and just pushes them to Earth. I don't know while right. while Persephone was explaining, I was watching Bumblebee jump up and down in the in the background. Yeah, like, he seems really excited, like an NPC. Uh huh. You see how where Aaron's head just where Aaron's head just disappears. Oh, and his arm too. <laughs> He's yeah. Just- Time code 19 minutes, 23 seconds. Curse. <laughs> uh, so Perceptor gets to work. And it's working. The Energon has charged the the telescope, uh, which will amplify the light beam. But then the Decepticons show up. And they have Bumblebee hostage. He's just dancing. <laughs> Very disturbed face on Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. It's sort of pouty. Mm, like gold. But here comes Nitro. Uh, our hero of the episode, it seems to be. Uh, he chases them away, frees Bumblebee, but then the, the Decepticons uh, jump... Thundercracker instead of Starscream. I know. They jump <laughs> into the light beam. It seems like on accident. Like, they were jumping away from Nitro and they just go... Ah! Yeah, I don't think they were planning that, but they, they jump and then the light beam uh, takes them, presumably, toward Earth, and that depletes the Energon Cube. So, the Autobots are stuck. Right? Right. Here's a really funny little button on the Decepticon story. They they fly. I love it. It looks like they land in I don't know, like the Florida Everglades or something. Yeah. They they land in in a body of water. Then Starscream says, "As long as there aren't any green monsters around." And he turns around and ah, there's alligators. As if on cue, like six alligators just j- come out of nowhere and attack them, just maul them. <laughs> I mean, Thrust goes under the water. I know. I mean, arguably a worse choice, yeah. but then all six of them end and, up targeting Starscream. And there's a few laser blasts, too. And that, that's just where, that's the last we see the Decepticons. It seemed like Thrust just kind of just disappeared in the water like Homer in the bushes. Just <laughs> <laughs> yep. Man, big, down I go. Big green reptiles hate Starscream. Oh, yeah, the snake. Get this thing off of me! Yeah. Another parallel to this episode. Back in Aaron's room, uh, he has an idea. He has a toy spaceship, which apparently has a propulsion system. It flies around to my, in my room to the ceiling and everything. I guess. There's no sky outside. Yeah. Yeah, they're totally missing that layer. But And then Perceptor. <gasps> yeah, Perceptor is like, I can, I can do something with that. So he, he, um, he rigs it to where now they're just in a mini spaceship. He kind of reminded me of... I can build a spaceship. A spaceship! Yeah, right, <laughs> Not right. a mini spaceship. This is full transformer size. Now imagine it compared to a human. Which, when it lands, it would be gigantic. And then we get our final animation error. Time code 2131. The Autobots uh, just kind of walk through Aaron's hand, and Aaron's hand goes right through the spaceship. It's, and um, they go right through the spaceship. Yeah, and then Nitro's just kind of like glitching inside of it, too. It licks Bumblebee. Licks like, Bumblebee. oh, I feel I know, the I same feel... thing about you, Nitro. It's, oh, man. I that... feel the same way about you, my love. Oh, <laughs> those, like, five seconds. It's like, man, I... I feel bad for the, the anim- animators. Need you know, like who who more. knows what they were going through, but like that's so rough. Need more coffee. I know, I know. That's it's just like I, they what must have been we- watching that and were like, oof. Well, we got like thirty seconds left of this episode. We got Let's most of it. No done. one, no one, uh, no one notices. Thirty seconds till the deadline. It's good enough. Yeah, kids won't notice. They're too dumb and buying the toys that we advertised. <laughs> 
And then here we are in modern day reviewing it and pointing out their errors. Sorry. Sorry, animators. Didn't think you would get it on YouTube, huh? Or that YouTube would exist. Or that the internet would exist. So the Avats fly away. And Aaron and Nitro wave to them out their bedroom window. It's a very and beautiful that's, moment. That's the end of Child's Play. Do the Autobots make it back? I don't assume. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Go ahead. Six point five. Oh. It's not great. the The technical issues are very unfortunate. I would start this episode at an eight because the opening scene is <laughs> amazing. One of the most fun scenes in that we've ever seen in the show. Then it gets weird. The aspect of them being toys is fun, but it's it it they they don't do a whole lot. They they kind of mess around in his room and then he's just kind of Aaron is running away with them. And the explanations for how they get back to Earth, both of them. <laughs> the light beam telescope and the modified spaceship, it's a stretch. Um but I kind of like how the aliens look. I like that they're trying to have an alien world. And, um, okay. Yeah, 6.5. Uh, Emmett, you go. <laughs> yes, Emmett, you go. Okay. 4.5 out of 5. It, <gasps> it, I, I, I can see it's, that. The plot at the end is all over the place. The reasons a 4.5 instead of a 2.5 is the baseball scene and the just potential it has. Sure. Because I get that. I mean, the baseball scene was amazing. I could have a whole episode of just that and them learning about baseball, <laughs> the new sport that they learned of the week football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Arm then, wrestling. I love the joke about the, at least there aren't any green monsters around. Yeah. And I like the aspect of them being small. Mm -hmm. It could be done better. They did not need to be in an alien world. It could just be uh, them being small. Which Which they have before when they went inside a Megatron. Yes. But in a scale that could have, uh, shall I say, Decepticon sucked into it too others can't find them and they're just roaming around a child's room while the while the child plays and sort of messes things up we didn't need to know Aaron it could have just been a mm. a an escape episode sure of a child's room yeah could yeah. have been a space bridge malfunction and that's why they're tiny but nope that's their actual scale so 4.5 out of 5 like the baseball has potential, didn't reach it. Also, yeah. technical goofs. Yeah, I and see that. To defend my 6.5, um, I did also love how the Decepticons were basically just being punished through the entire episode. Yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, they were yeah. just kind of... They're, they're being chased. They're being thrown against the walls. They're being put in boxes. Yeah, they're, they're, getting, they're getting pinned down. They're getting attacked by alligators. <laughs> I like that. Also, what did you think? Um, six. Oh, 
Okay. I liked the beginning. I liked... I... Okay. I could see what they were going with, but they didn't really put it in the best way. Like, they could have done it better, but if they did it better... I'm not saying it's bad, but if they did it better, then I think I would like this episode. I like the the story. I think was good, except for the end that, um, it was kind of weird. Convenient. <laughs> yeah, it was very convenient. I didn't yeah. like how they were just like, I know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean VIP episode for Perceptor. Yeah, that's got to uses a giant pencil. Yeah, I like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Inferno. You ever got out Inferno? Yeah, both of them. Yeah. And Inferno puts out a fire. And my man smokes his thing. And my man underrated smoke screen. I I love how like I said before, I love how he's separate than the different fair ladies. Yeah. He, he has the he has the tailcoat thing, he has a chin, shoulder cannons. Perfect. But he didn't use his smoke screen this episode. No. It's like you he has to that's my name. This is what I do. Or or maybe Aww. or maybe he did, but the the animation layer was missing. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so that's child's play. Um I still like it. Um it's weird. It's alright. Yeah, yeah. Alright, well maybe next episode will be better. And we hope that you will join us for our discussion of that episode next week on an all new one more prime. Bye everybody. Goodbye. Bye.